As you prepare for retirement, you'll be faced with many important choices. We want you to make the right ones. Welcome to Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott. Charles is an accredited investment fiduciary. He's well-equipped to help you make sound financial decisions. We want you to experience a meaningful retirement. On our podcast, we believe financial choices matter. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, fiduciary advisor at Peloton Capital Management. I'm your co-host, Mark Kellyan, riding along shotgun as we talk investing, finance, and retirement. And we are into late November. That means it's Thanksgiving time, my favorite holiday. How you doing, buddy? I am well. Thank you, Mark. Uh, Thanksgiving. Uh, you know, I love it. Thanksgiving. The, do you? Why? Yeah, don't knock on it, man. Uh, okay. okay. So I'm going to tell you why. I, I, I'm not a turkey fan. Okay. Well, that's there's something yeah. wrong with you. That's okay. That's okay. I'll take that. <laughs> not <laughs> so, the first time someone said that, so don't worry. So um, football, food, and family. So the three okay. Fs. Okay. And it's yes. also, my, it's also, it's not as pressury as Christmas. I love Christmas. Don't get me wrong. Oh, okay. But okay. Christmas has a lot of pressure to it. There's a lot of, it just, uh, you know, it changes through the years. Of course, we all know that, right? But when you're young, right, you just, it's all excitement. And then when, as you get older and you got family, it's just a lot of pressure. Getting up at 4 a.m. to build a bike, you know, all these different kinds of things, whatever it is that you were doing as a parent. Uh, and it's, so it's just finding the right gift for people. So it just feels a little pressury. So Thanksgiving just to me is my, and I like when fall comes in because we've now, just yeah. like you, we've yeah. sweltered through a million degrees for the last several months. So here we don't get into the, I guess, crisp temperatures until basically November anyway. Okay. So roll that, that roll that up. And that's my Thanksgiving. Eat to each their own. And I I love Turkey. Okay. Well, there you go. Football. When I was growing up, we had two, I I may have said this before we have two towns. I will ramble on here first. I had two towns in Western Washington, two small towns, 10,000 in our town, 20,000 in the other town. Each town had their own. They were right across the street from each other. Literally, the white line of Myrtle Street separated the two. Okay. So our stadium, actually, we were the smaller town. Our stadium was bigger, and on thank, and they alternated every year at noon on Thanksgiving, Turkey Day football game between mm-hmm. Hokum right. and Aberdeen. In our stadium, fifteen thousand people would come. Holy moly! Yeah, out of thirty thousand people that live there, people would come back for the Turkey Day game from all over the country. Yeah, town's closed now. It was oh yeah, it was it was crazy. Yeah. It was really crazy. So that stuff. was fun. That was yeah. always fun. Yeah. That made it that made it fun. Well, so. this will be our last episode because Charles doesn't like turkey and I can't work with him anymore. So Well, okay. <laughs> hey, well, I've been I've been fired for worse reasons. So I'm no, I'm totally about- <laughs> kidding. I love talking to Charles. He's always fun. So we're gonna talk about quick cutting corners on your financial plan. So don't cut out Ooh. the turkey. Uh, unless you have an allergic reaction or something like that. But all jokes aside, let's talk about this, Charles, because uh, people are, all, look, we're humans, right? We're always trying to cut corners. You know, yeah. uh, if you want to use a Thanksgiving analogy, maybe there was that one year you tried to make your stuffing with a different brand or, you know, something like that to save a few bucks and everybody looked at you weird, right? Or whatever the case might be. So it's always one of those situations where, you know, you got to be careful when you cut corners. Sometimes it's a good move. Sometimes not so much. But in retirement planning, eh, maybe not yeah, so much, right? Rare, rarely, rarely good. Uh, yeah. So not getting around to get those oh so boring, oh so what's the point until you actually need them legal documents in place. And they, you said it until you actually need them. Yeah. And when you actually need them, if you don't have them, it's, it's too a nightmare. Darn yeah. It's a nightmare, especially powers of attorney. 
And we're not attorneys, so we don't do them. We just tell you, you've got to have them because the financial power of attorney and the legal power of attorney, the medical power of attorney, if you can't make decisions for yourself, somebody needs to. If mm-hmm. you're married, your spouse can make medical decisions for you. So, you know, that's kind of a default medical power of attorney, but can't they can't make financial decisions for you. If my IRA is my IRA. It's an individual retirement account. Sherry can't touch it. Sherry can't, if we need to tap it for an expense, perhaps, she can't do it without a power of attorney. And, you know, we, we see it all the time. Well, I tried to go, you know, or, or you go to the bank and you've got a power of attorney and they say, well, it's too old. We won't accept it. So you also need, you know, and maybe it's 10 or 12 years old. You need to update them periodically just so that you have a current power of attorney. Mm-hmm. They're critically important. I mean, I'm assuming that you're not going to die. Then you need the, the the trust or the will. Right, right. But you, you know, the, the powers of attorney are really important while you're alive, so that you can well, do things. The basic one, Charles, they're just not that complicated to pull together. No, no and, they're not. But I'll, I will tell you this: do not do them yourself. You no, know, um, you know, legal's don't, in. Don't, don't go online. No, I, no, no, don't. Because right. all the all the people that the attorneys that we know and work with over the years mm-hmm. have all said, we probably spend between 25 and 35% of our time fixing the ones that have been done by the people. Oh, okay. The online documents, that kind of stuff. You know, well, and every like state's they don't, different. They don't and, do it. And every state's different. Yeah. Uh, no offense to Susie Ormond. You know, I don't give a darn if an attorney, online forms don't ask questions. <laughs> they can't have a conversation. They don't. Just like robo advisors don't ask questions. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So anyway. the basics, you got to get together, folks. They're just not yeah. that complicated to do. And they're not that expensive either. Now, if you want to talk about a trust or something, and even that is really not that bad. Uh, no. and, and many times, and of course, it gets, and we've done a podcast on it before. We'll probably do it again. It gets in, we won't get too far in the weeds there. But many times it's like, well, I'm not rich. I don't need a trust. Or rich is, you know, rich people need a trust. <laughs> nah, not necessarily. So. Not necessarily. Yeah. No, that's so. it. But you've you got to know why you want to do what you want to do. Yeah. you got to know what you want to do and what makes the most sense to do. And that's just part of what we do. Again, yeah. you know, I'm not an attorney. I've never played one on television, but we know some really, really good ones. And we're going to help you figure out right. with them how to get it done. And many times that's what your advisor can do is they have this team they work with. They usually have yep. a few resources like a, uh, you know, a CPA, an elder law attorney, so on and so forth that yep. they can bring in for some of that uh, heavy hitting stuff on, in their areas of expertise. So again, we an all, easy place. We all, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just, saying, just an easy place. Don't cut that corner. Don't cut that corner. We, we know, we always tell people we know what we don't know, but we know somebody that knows what That's we right. don't know. Exactly. So, that that and his prioritizing priorities is a priority thing. It's just I'm still spinning around from that. And that was two weeks ago. So, yeah, well, hey, <laughs> so but that's life. That is life. That's what all the people say. All right. Let's do the next one here, Charles. Not getting organized. Okay. This is another simple place. So stop yeah. cutting the corners. Get all the stuff out of the box, out of the financial junk drawer and yeah. you know, put it together. It's, it's painful. I don't care. Do it. <laughs> Paper cuts. You know, uh, Paper, uh, yeah, okay, wah. Um, get a Band-Aid. <laughs> you got to do it. If you don't do it, then you don't know what you don't know. And that's that's the worst thing ever. Well, yeah, and the problem I is, is these easy fixes, Charles, they bite you in the tush, and it winds up costing you. You you probably didn't do it for time or money, and then what's it wind up costing you when you didn't do it the first time correctly yeah, time is and time and money. More yeah, of I know. it. Just do it. Suck it up. Do it. You know, I got homework. I, when the kids were little, and they first had, they had this long-term project. You know, you've got okay. two here. It's due three weeks from now. Well, both of them, we just let them do it. We just let them do it the way they wanted to do it. And the weekend before it was due on Monday, they're freaking out. And we just said, hey, you're going to, you screwed it up. So the next time they had a project like that, 
I said, so you're going to do it ahead of time? Oh, yeah, we're going to work on it all the way through. Thank you. It's painful, but you had to learn. Just let me let me be the parent in this regard again, for Pete's sake. Just get it done. Get organized. Find it all. If nothing else, find it all. Yeah, very true. And if you don't understand it, bring it in because I've seen there's nothing we haven't seen. Well, and that's, you know, again, that's the value add from working with an advisor is you can say, okay, look, I've pulled it together for the most part, you know, help me figure out what I'm missing, yada, yada, yada. You know, I mean, I've talked to advisors that people have shown up with it in a picnic basket, you know, or whatever, you know, just a a shoebox or whatever, but you got to pull it together uh, and you're going to save some time and effort if you can kind of organize this a little bit. You know, if you're bringing in 37 years worth of statements, well, that that might be overkill, but still. Yeah. We give people a list of here's all the documents that we're going to need to have a bunch of. Oh, so it's even easier. Here's the list. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's the list. Oh, no. We got it. Yeah. It's a long list. And people are amazed that there's so much stuff on it. I said, it doesn't all apply to you. It doesn't all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, but again, suck it up. Do the homework. (laughs) I like like that. Suck it up, Buttercup. All right. So let's do another one here. Cutting corners. Quit cutting corners. Uh, by avoiding the discussion about long-term care. Again, I get it. It's a, it's not fun dinner conversation. We were talking about Thanksgiving dinner. Hey, nobody wants yeah. to go, by the way, let's talk about long-term care. I get that. But what was it, Charles? Seven out of every 10 or two out of every three people are experiencing some form of an event. You got to talk yeah. about it. Yeah, it is. It's about 70% of adults over 65 will have some of the long-term care experience in their lifetime. It doesn't mean you're going into a nursing home. You might have something else that has to be done for you for some intermediate period of time. The thing that people are afraid of is I don't want to end up in a nursing home. Well, okay, 75, about 75% of the people don't ever end up in a nursing home. You know, they either have at-home care, and there's a lot of ways to pay for that now that didn't used to exist. And or they'll end up in some sort of assisted living situation where, again, it's not it's not going to knock nursing homes, but it's in their mind, it's better than a nursing home. And even the people that end up passing away, there's still a significant number of that 75% that never go to a nursing home. They still don't even after when they pass away. So it's really not, it's not that icky sometimes, but it is uncomfortable to talk about. You got to have the conversation. We have it with everybody, regardless of how old they are. We talk about things. I mean, we've got young clients that are using the life insurance, building cash value inside those life insurance policies that if they ever needed it, could convert those cash values into long-term care coverage. No, they're you know, 25 or 30 years away from it, but it's still a prudent part of a plan. It's something that makes sense. Statistically, it's going to happen to you. So Yep. You know, you can be in the minority of it or you can be prepared for it if you're not that way. Well, you so, know, and if you're thinking about this too, a lot of times if you're, if you're avoiding this conversation and look, be honest with yourself about why you're avoiding it, if you're listening to the podcast, you're avoiding it because it makes you think about death or it's too scary yeah. or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. None of that is fun. And you can't go down that that little weird rabbit hole of, well, we're going to take care of each other. You know, that's sweet. That's noble. That's beautiful. Um, I'm 242 pounds. My wife is not picking me up off the floor, you know, when she's 75, if I fall down, you know, it's just not happening. I mean, she looked at me one day and told me that she's like, dude, I can't pick you up now, let alone then. Yeah, you know, so yeah, there, there's, there's all those little things, right? It's not it's not just the X's and O's of how to pay for it, which is clearly no. going to be important. That's super important, but you also got to think about all those little things about just the caregiving is ex- it's mentally and physically taxing. Oh, that the long term care is you know providing that kind of care is harder on the caregiver. Very much so. Yeah, I mean, that's why they get paid a lot. Well, it's just 
deal with it. It's a fact of life. If you're lucky and it never happens to you, yeah. then you're lucky. Very true. But you've got to have something in place. You've got to be talking about it. You've got to be thinking about it. You can stick your head in the sand and be the ostrich, but yeah, you know, you just we'll make you sign a waiver if you just absolutely ignore the conversation with us. Hmm. We brought it up. You declined to have any kind of a conversation about it. So, you know, someday if your kids come back and try and sue me for not having talked about it with you because they had to, their inheritance got spent. Uh, yeah. On long-term care. You yeah. Know, on long-term care stuff. It's like too bad. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure for all those uh, healthcare workers out there, they might not get paid. Maybe they don't get paid as much as they should. I don't know, but they, it's expensive. <laughs> so yeah, no, I know that is, much. Yeah, it, I know yeah, that much paying whomever for long-term care is expensive. Yeah, so yeah, have the conversation. So, that's a place, again, that's an easy one to cut corners on. Cause you're just like, Hey, I'm just going to avoid the conversation and then have to save myself a bunch of money, but you didn't, you, you really cost yourself a lot more in the long run. And like most scenarios, if this is the case, uh, what t- tends to happen if for a married couple is the husband passes away first, maybe has the long-term care event first, and to Charles's point a second ago, can completely wipe out the retirement accounts, and now the spouse or heirs are left really holding the bag. So just don't do it. You know, this holiday season, you don't have to do it around the dinner table, but maybe consider having those conversations, right, Uh, to get on the same page. All right, so let's wrap it up. Let's do some email questions, and we'll get you out of here for Thanksgiving dinner. Here we go. Elizabeth in Phoenix, if you're listening, here's your question. She says, Charles, I have a pension fund from a prior job in a different state. It's just sitting there. I do have the option for the lump sum and invest the money myself or leave it and grab the monthly pension once I retire. Any pros or cons? What's your thoughts? Well, you can do it either way, Elizabeth. You can take it out. I mean, what the company is going to do is they're going to go out and buy a lifetime annuity. So you get a choice of, do I want it for my lifetime? Do I want it for five years for sure? 10 years for sure? Some combination, whatever it happens to be. You could do the same thing if you wanted to. If you wanted to, like I say, they're just going to buy an annuity. You could roll it out into your IRA and into, in, in your IRA, maybe invest your IRA for a little while and have it grow a little bit bigger and then turn it into an, an, a lifetime pension-like income stream that's guaranteed for the rest of your life or some specific period of time. So is it a good idea? Yeah. I mean, it's nice to know that you've got this guaranteed money coming in all the time, for sure, for the rest of your life. The question is, do you, you know, you don't know how long you're going to live, but you have an option. You don't have to leave it there. You can leave it there. Uh, you could take it out and end up doing it in essence, the same thing, yeah. if that's what you wanted to do. There's not a right or wrong answer to that. It's just, just what are you potentially more comfortable with? Uh, more people tend to want sense. the control, Charles. Am I right there? Does, does it seem like more people? I mean, and I'm not giving advice. When I, I'm just simply saying, it seems like more people tend to want the control by being able to, to take the lump and then put it in an IRA. Yes, I would say that's the case. You could do other stuff with it if it's in the IRA. You could use, uh, you know, we've talked about this just a, a bit ago. You could use this to buy long-term care insurance. Oh, well, uh, that's true. Of, yeah. I mean, no, I mean, you could just, you know, there's more flexibility. You have no flexibility if the company does it for you. I yeah. mean, you just have no flexibility. But it doesn't, you're probably, the big employers, would they create a pension plan for somebody and then they buy, that person retires and they buy an annuity. They spend boatloads of money buying lifetime annuities for their former employees that have retired. So they get better rates. You're going to get more monthly money if your company bought it for you than if you went out into the marketplace and we helped you do it. That's, that makes that's sense. probably the yeah. reality. But there is no flexibility. There is no choice. Yeah. There is no creativity that comes into it at all. Well, so, it seems like companies aren't really in the, it seems like more and more companies aren't really in the business. I, I, I've seen a lot of times where they're kind of, they almost are kind of encouraging people to take the lump because they don't want to deal with it. Well, yeah, they have liability. Yeah. 
That's why 401ks came depends into practice. Depends on the, companies. I guess so it depends on the companies you worked for, maybe. Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. that's that's exactly right. The, the 401ks were created because companies got tired of having to fund pensions. Yeah. Okay. All right. Take the, take the financial legal responsibility. So Elizabeth, definitely talk with your advisor if you haven't done so, or reach out and call, uh, call Charles, Carl Charles. That's a tongue twister. Call Charles and have a chat with him uh, and share some more details because it, it's, it is obviously a big deal and you want to make sure you get the right answer for the scenario. Uh, those are just kind of the generalities of that. So as always, like anything you hear on our podcast or really any other financial program, you always want to run it past your specific financial advisor before you take any action. Uh, and Charles is available if you need to chat with him, of course. So you can find wow. him at Pelican. Pelotoncapital.com. That's Pelotoncapital.com or call 480-513-1830. One more quick one and we'll wrap it up, Charles. Mary in Scottsdale. We, uh, never lived. Uh-oh, she's dropping the B word. We never lived on a budget our entire lives. <laughs> and my husband is very resistant to a budget once we retire. But without one, Charles, how do we make sure we don't run out of money in 10 years before we, you know, or something like that before we pass away? Nobody likes that B word, man. No, nobody likes to be word. But I also am going to say, you said your husband is resistant to having a budget. Is he resistant to poverty? <laughs> I'm going to assume the answer is yes. I hate to be assumed. But here's yeah. the trick. Don't, as Mark just alluded to, don't call it a budget. That's right. Call it a... We all call it a spending it's plan. It's so nice, right? It's, it's lovely. It's plan. like a diet. Yeah. Or I'm having a, I have a meal plan. Yeah. I'm going to plan how I spend my money. It's my plan. It's different from my plan. Her, your plan is different from my plan. Yeah. Uh, Mary's plan is different from our plans. Um, it's light. It's, it's airy. It, you know, it's like whipped cream on top of your pumpkin pie. I'm going to yes. keep this Thanksgiving thing rolling. That's fine. We can, we can do that. Yeah. My mom made the best pumpkin pie ever. And I will tell you this, Costco's pumpkin pie uh-huh. tastes like Nice. Fantastic. It's amazing. It's amazing to me. Anyway. Anyway, spending plan. Whip cream. There you go. Call it a spending plan. And you know, and then just spin the narrative. But it's nice to know, you know, again, I as I say all the time, people have no idea where they spend their money. They know where it goes, but they don't know the details of where it goes. And that's an exercise you ask them to do, correct? To go through. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We have a client who's he got his American citizenship, was born somewhere else. Mm-hmm. He said the questionnaires that you sent me were more painful than the immigration national <laughs> naturalization process. Wow. And, and I said, You're welcome. Guys, you know, it's they're not. He just took it that way. Right, right. But you're trying uh, to get maybe, to the nitty gritty. Maybe they are. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they are awful. That's good. Make it hard. If it was easy, everybody'd want to. Well, do to it. me, that's a good to me that I would be kind of like, oh yeah, on the one hand, you're kind of going, oh. But on the other hand, it's like, wait a minute, this is this is good because this is in depth, man. I'm, I'm getting some, you know, I'm getting some good quality, you know, for the some good service for the money I'm spending. Yeah. So don't think of it as a budget. Convince your husband that he needs to plan. Spending and plan. Hard to argue with planning. Most people aren't resistant to planning, just in a very broad sense. So here's the way you go about it as well. How much time did you guys spend on your last vacation? There you right. go. So that's a good, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how much, how much, well, how much I remember in the, when I got into the business a long time ago, the adage was people spend more time planning their vacation than they do their finances. Oh, and it's true. Yeah. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. I can and hear her is. right now going, my husband doesn't help with that either. And you know what? I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty of that as well. So oh, maybe so that was, yeah, thanks, but thanks. Yeah. But he might be more inclined because it sounds more interesting. So maybe again, spending plan sounds more interesting yeah. than a budget. So absolutely. absolutely, but I think she's on the right path. She knows they got to have some structure. Yep, she knows absolutely. they got to have yeah. some structure. So you just got to get them on board, and the spending plan can be the way to go. 
Yeah, bring him in. I'll beat him over the head, and we'll get it done. With a spending plan. Roll it up. That's right. Whack him over the head with it. All right. Thanks for hanging out, folks. I always appreciate you, and we always have a good time here on the podcast. Hopefully, you enjoy it. Uh, it, We try to do things a little bit differently. We talk about the things that are very important when it comes to retirement, but we also try to keep it light and have a good, fun conversation because we know this can be some serious conversation. It's serious stuff. When you get down to the nitty-gritties, you want to make sure you get things done, but you also need to enjoy yourself a little bit as well. As Charles liked to say, if you're not having fun, why do it. So yeah. that said, get yourself on the calendar, come in for a consultation or review. If you need one, uh, if you need the second opinion or a first opinion, reach out to Charles at PelotonCapital.com. That's PelotonCapital.com or 480-513-1830. But it's very easy to go through the website. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources there. Subscribe to us on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeart, Stitcher, any of those podcasting platform apps. Many are already pre-installed on your phone. If you're an Apple user, for example, just open up the Apple Podcast app, type in Financial Choices Matter, and you'll find it right there. Charles, thanks for hanging out, my friend. Have a great holiday with your family as well. I'll see you soon. Thanks, Mark. Appreciate it. And we'll catch you next time here on Financial Choices Matter with Charles Scott, Fiduciary Advisor, at Peloton Capital Management. Financial planning and investment advisory services are provided by Peloton Capital Management Limited, a state-registered investment advisor. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No one should assume the information presented here serves as a receipt of or substitute for personalized individual advice provided by Peloton Capital Management. For more information, visit www.pelotoncapital.com.